This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech and the Guide Rock Capital Management commentary recorded on October 2nd, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Gallup campus here in Omaha, Nebraska, and we post the show, including the written commentary each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Text brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, and I would advise that you do, it's a fan Andrew does a fantastic job every week, or if you have questions or comments that we can read and answer on the show, send us an email. Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. And if you have any questions off air that you want Andrew to address, you can send them that same email address, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. Andrew, it's uh, Wednesday this week. We're in the middle of a government shutdown. We couldn't pick a better time to do a podcast. How are you? I am well, Jim. It's true. There is a government shutdown. We're going to talk a little bit about what that means today. Um, but first, uh, again, this is a market commentary from last week's activity. So first, let's kind of recap maybe a little bit about where we sat at the end of the week. Well, as, as Yogi Berra reportedly said, it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> and he, he reportedly said that when he was watching his Yankee teammates Mickey Mantle and Roger Maris smack back-to-back -back home runs for the umpteenth time. Well, Americans are definitely experiencing deja vu all over again, too. Uh, sure, the prospect uh, last week of another fiscal shutdown doesn't electrify a crowd like a couple of major league ones, but all the same, investors' response to the possibility that the U.S. government might partially shut down on October 1st was muted. Uh, some U.S. stock markets gave back a little for the week. Others moved higher. All remained up year-to-date. So are investors confident America's elected officials will do the right thing, or have they just become complacent? Uh, are they so accustomed to debate and delay that it doesn't phase them? Well, according to The Economist, quote, U.S. federal spending comes in two types discretionary, which must be authorized every year, and mandatory, which is set in law. These labels are confusing because much discretionary spending is anything but. It actually includes funding for the justice system and defense. Since 1976, Congress has required itself to pass a dozen appropriations bills annually to cover that stuff. Unfortunately, it's missed its deadline every year since 1994. To keep the lights on, it has resorted to temporary resolutions to finance discretionary spending at existing levels until agreement can be reached, sometimes after a brief pause for effect, end quote. As it turns out, government funding has expired 10 times since 1981, and the government has closed down each time. Nine of the 10 closures occurred over weekends, so they had limited impact. The 10th the lasted for 21 days during 1995 and 1996. Uh, we should learn how this, uh, this round will turn out, uh, and in fact, we already know they closed. <laughs> so at an 11th, uh, and, and we've got some of our, our government friends who are, who are not working this week. Well, uh, it, it, it's budget season, and so I thought it'd be really interesting to talk about merit-based pay systems, uh, because after all, they're all the rage. Merit-based pay is everywhere. One definition for merit in the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary is 
character or conduct deserving reward, honor, or esteem, also achievement. If someone performs well, we want to reward them. If they don't, well, maybe we won't. <laughs> Merit-based systems are everywhere. For companies trying to retain top talent, uh, recognition and reward systems are essential. Almost 83% of employers use merit raises. Um, that's according to the Comp Data Benchmark Pro 2012 survey. In 2012, the average worker pay increase for merit was 2.7%. That's expected to increase to 2.8% for 2013. Corporations aren't the only ones who tie pay to performance. In some school districts, teachers' income is linked to student performance, and about 20% of state aid for undergraduate students is tied to achievement in the United States. Under the Affordable Care Act, the income of public and private hospitals will be tied to performance measures such as patient outcomes and cost containment. And earlier this year, hospitals in New York City negotiated with physician unions to link doctor pay to performance too. A study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association in September found providing financial incentives to clinicians for achieving better health outcomes was more effective over the short term. You know, one tricky thing about merit-based pay systems is deciding how to measure performance. According to the Wall Street Journal, CEO pay may be measured against a variety of benchmarks. Here's the quote. Compensation awarded to CEOs of 300 U.S. companies rose to a median 3.6 to, excuse me, rose a median 3.6% to $10.1 million. Um, the total includes salary and annual bonuses, plus the value of restricted stock and stock options at the time they were granted. CEO pay increased slightly faster than profit, which rose at 2.1% at the company surveyed. But it left behind the median 14% increase in total shareholder return for those companies, which includes the share price movement and dividends." End quote. The article reported investor influence exercised through the, quote, say on pay votes, uh, which are annual non-binding votes on CEO pay, has inspired greater consistency in CEO pay. In fact, for the first time in history of the survey, uh, they cited the largest piece of CEO pay puzzle was linked to financial or stock performance, which is really interesting. We're seeing that to be uh, CEO pay even be more tied to the performance of the company. Well, uh, here's our, our quote for the week, and it's from the great Winston Churchill, who, of course, was the British Prime Minister. He says, success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. That's a good, that's a good quote. Andrew, let me ask you on the CEO uh, question that you have there, um, you know, is there any risk uh, tied into those pay numbers? Certainly, you don't often hear of a COO or a CIO or even getting fired for the financial performance of an organization, but we see in the news all the time CEOs, you know, getting the whack for, for poor performance in an organization. Is there some value or do, in that, in that uh, area where the risk is much higher, is the pay higher to compensate for that risk? Yeah, you know, I think so. Um, you, know, this, you know, CEO compensation, I was in graduate school at a really interesting time um, <clears throat> when all this craziness stuff was going on with lead, trying to legislate CEO pay and, and things like that. So we talked a lot about this. Um, and, and, and these incentives are also really interesting because you're right, you don't hear often of a CIO or COO getting let go uh, for financial performance, but CEOs have a huge incentive for short-term uh, profit increase and short-term 
um, growth of the company's stock because of uh, you know their, their stock options are tied to it. They're evaluated uh, by their shareholders and their board of director based on it. Um, and so you know you look at some of these great studies uh, uh, of different you know amazing CEOs and how they had more of a long uh, long time horizon and, and how their compensation tied into that as well uh, also incented them to to do that. And so I think their compensation being so large in many cases is a driver of the fa of the risk that they're taking on uh, by choosing to make long-term decisions over the short term that might benefit them um, uh, you know financially upfront and so they kind of say hey we'll pay you so much that uh, that you know maybe that'll help incent even if you're if your tenure only lasts three years uh, who cares you made 50 million dollars or something mm -hmm. it's a really interesting conundrum uh, because you also have to wonder is this is one person providing that much value to an organization especially an organization which can afford to pay a CEO 10.1 million dollars a year is one person really driving that much value that they should be compensated that highly uh, and, you know, and, and I think the opinions on that would be as broad a spectrum as opinions on many other things. I mean, there's every every person would be in a different camp, uh, and so it's really hard to say. Yeah, and so uh, we're in the middle of a government shutdown at the moment. I know we always try and take a look back, and we never try to speculate on what, you know what's ahead and those kinds of things. And I won't ask you to do that, but just give me a quick commentary of where we stand today as far as. Uh, you know some of the prospects, or what are you seeing out there? Have you been following that much at all? Is it worth following? I mean, just in the opening commentary, you were like, you know what, this is kind of deja vu. We've seen this over and over and over again. Our government has not been really good about passing those budgets on time and getting them taken care of. Is this just another one of those little blips, or do we need to be worried about this one at all? Yeah. So the government shutdown is definitely just a blip. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, all of the. Uh, all of the speculation out there is that this thing is going to last less than a week. Um, I'll tell you what we should worry about, and that's October 17th. Uh, October 17th, uh, we have Congress has to pass an increase to the debt ceiling, uh, which is far more important uh, than this current government shutdown, uh, because the debt ceiling, if we don't increase that as a country, then there is a possibility for a default on U.S. government debt. Um, and that would obviously be catastrophic for financial systems. So I think the, really the thing to watch is October 17th. That's the deadline to get that thing done. Um, and that's probably the more important piece. This government shutdown, meh, it is what it is. In fact, a lot of the folks, if you talk to them who work in the government, would say, hey, this is part of the job. It happens all the time. Um, Often, often with much less pomp and circumstance <laughs> than the current uh, than the current debacle. Yeah, if you ever want an interesting watch, I was watching CNN live on the web on, um, I guess Monday night it was maybe when this was happening, and they were showing the Senate floor live, and there's like six guys there, pretty much the Democrats railing against the Republicans. Nobody's there listening. You know, nobody's no nobody's even in the building. At this point, it's uh, it's the folks that have to be there and a few senators, and it was it was interesting. It was like, huh? So this is how it works. Okay, yep. <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting. So well, that's good. I thought when you said October seventeenth, you were going to say it's an important day because that is the launch of Windows eight point one for Microsoft, and uh, maybe maybe not as important as a debt ceiling. What from a debt ceiling perspective, where are we at, and where where do we need to go, and what's the percentage increase that we're looking at? And is that a I mean, do we just keep raising that debt ceiling forever? You know, that's a good question. So the debt, this is a common misunderstanding. So the debt ceiling is not um, an increase of the debt itself. 
uh, it's an authorization to pay the bills that need to be paid. Um, and uh, as we were talking about here in this uh, earlier data, uh, it's not as it's not as if uh, that when Congress issues it, it's not as if um, they're uh, taking on new debt. Um, it's really just authorizing payment of the current obligations of the of the U.S. government, which we've already committed to. Um, yeah. It's yeah. just. Do we yeah. see a same sticky point in Congress with? With some conservatives wanting to not pay those bills and 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 such, is it the same battle, or will this just kind of pass right on through without many issues? Oh no, there will definitely be a battle here. Um, unfortunately, it's the uh, the outspoken few leading the uh, <laughs> leading the many. Um, there, there there's a few people that are really passionate about. Uh, about this particular topic, and unfortunately, um, I don't know that they necessarily represent the opinions of, of the many, um, but they will certainly battle and try and hold this up. Yeah, as I was talking to my kids about this, we, we have talked about this at the Collison dinner table, which is kind of scary, but as I've talked to my kids about this, I equated it to a one big game of governmental chicken. Yeah. As we have two sides, you know, barreling down the road at each other, and, um, and who's going to flinch first, and certainly the ones that are holding out are the ones that 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 ran on a ticket of no term? You know, they're 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 not there to 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 be long term politicians. They're there to come and do a job and get out. That's very dangerous because that's like lame duck. You can kind of do whatever you want. So, certainly worth watching out there if you if you're interested or not even interested in politics. This is an interesting time, so it might be one of those where you want to kind of tune a little bit, find out what's going on, educate yourself a little bit. Andrew, thank you for your commentary on that as well. No problem. If you're new to podcasting and looking for an easy way to listen each week, we mention this all the time. You might want to consider using Stitcher, available in any browser, as well as both Android and iPhone platforms. And Stitcher made an announcement last week. They're now in some 50,000 vehicles across the United States, at least, coming automatically in the nav systems that are available through those cars. So Stitcher.com, a great way to listen to podcasts both at home and now on the road. This show and all past shows are available on Stitcher, Stitcher Stitcher.com. Search for financial tech. Uh, we also have the link over at theaverageguy.tv. We say it's education for your ears. We're also on iHeartRadio, which is a U.S.-only listening streaming. Uh, available, you know, it's available to you on streaming mode. But if you are a U.S. listener and you uh, you're, you may be a fan of iHeartRadio, check that out as well. Just search financial tech. We are there as well. Be sure to visit GuideRock Capital at uh, guiderockcapital.com. You can follow Andrew on Twitter at, at @andrewdhunt and get all the show notes for this show out at theaverageguy.com. TV. Now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening. We'll catch up with you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing. GuideRock Capital Management, Inc., or GuideRock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. GuideRock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. GuideRock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.